Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, there is but one source of light, as we heard this morning, truth. Though it may burn away the fog of our self-deception and distraction, Lord, we want to embrace that truth this afternoon. Speak to us and anchor us. Provide us guidance. Challenge us. Lord, as your word can cut through. Lord, we pray that you would be able to cut through all that intervenes, that our thoughts and intents would be laid bare and we would allow your spirit to transform us. Speak to us through your word, we pray. And we also want to pray for our dear sister Olga, who's at a critical time in her uh, treatment. Lord, you are, have all power and you can control each atom and antibody. And Lord, you're able to uh, provide healing to the, her body that you have formed. We pray for healing, for much wisdom, for grace for Sister Olga as she endures this difficult time. And though she may not have human company, we pray that she would know that she was never alone, and that you would never leave her, and that we can also rally around her. We pray for wisdom for medical staff as well. Father, we pray for our government and our church leadership in this challenging time give them direction and wisdom we pray these things in jesus name amen brothers and sisters and friends i would like to invite you to turn with me to the prophet isaiah prophet isaiah uh, chapter 46 so Isaiah is the first major prophet after the wisdom books, chapter 46. <clears throat> Bel boweth down, Nebo stoopeth. Their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle. Your carriages were heavy laden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burdened, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. Even to your old age I am he, even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made, and I will bear, even I will carry, and will deliver you. To whom will ye liken me, and make me equal, and compare me, that we may be alike? They lavish gold out of the bag, and weigh silver in the balance, and hire a goldsmith, and he maketh it a god, and they fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulder, they carry him, and set him in his place, and he standeth, from his place shall he not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet 
can he not answer nor save him out of his trouble? Remember this, and show yourselves men, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, a man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. For I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. There is none like our God. And yet, we are often tempted to turn from the light we heard about this morning that exposes, makes us uncomfortable, to things that we think we can control and things that we think will help control things for us. At this time, the Israelites were under Babylonian captivity. It had been for, well, actually, that's not true yet. Isaiah was living in eight, eight, the 8th century BC and was foreseeing all of this clearly ahead of time, about the 70 year time frame that they would be in Babylon and then how they would be rescued. Foreseeing it in detail, so if we just turn the page back one page to the first verse on the 45th chapter, Isaiah names names. He, he says, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose up right hand I have upholden to subdue nations before me. I will loose the loins of king, etc. Isaiah, who only lived in the 8th century BC, is describing not only the Babylonian captivity to come, but the naming the name of the person who would deliver the Jews from that Babylonian captivity. And he's saying, who else knows the future in such detail that he can name names hundreds of years ahead of time? And that can, it can know the end from the beginning. And yet this Babylonian force that was going to seem like an insurmountable juggernaut that was coming through uh, the, the Middle East, the Levant, and was going to take over Israel as punishment for their abandoning God. It seemed like an unstoppable force. You know, perhaps we might look at you know, cultural changes sweeping through our country and saying, who can stand against 
you know, the progressives or whatever. It's, it's an unstoppable force. And they felt that way too, that here is a power we cannot overcome. Now, Babylon had two main gods that they trusted in. And they're named here in this very first verse, Bel and Nebo. That's why you'll see them in the, the Babylonian names. Belshazzar is referring to Bel. Some thinks it's a contraction of Baal, but it was one of their gods they trusted. And Nebuchadnezzar is from, based on Nebo as well. So uh, the, these, these were the two gods that the Babylonians thought was behind their power that was sweeping through and becoming a world empire, uh, displacing, actually they were the Egyptian superpower and becoming probably the first kind of world power there. And, uh, and God is kind of poking fun at them. I, I think in Isaiah we see a little bit of, 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 of irony uh, in, in the writing style here that God is showing here are your powerful gods and uh, they're bowing down they are stooping they're being toppled at what 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 he's referring to and 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 previewing is that um, the Persians were going to come and these great statues these idols that they were trusting in would be toppled and actually that uh, they would try to they would be carried away on heavy uh, on on um, beasts of burden here and so instead of their idols delivering them they had to carry the idols and deliver the idols right? instead of and he's kind of showing the irony here the things you're trusting in, you have to rescue. You have to save. They won't have the power. You know, whereas God is the one who carries you, you've got to carry your idols. Your idols you make with your own hands. You've got to prop them up so they don't fall. You know, whereas I, the Lord your God, can hold you up so you won't fall. And yet... You know, you foolish people switch from the things that carry you to things you have to carry. And the things that hold you up to the things you have to prop up. Now you can say, well, we don't have statues around. I mean, maybe they do in North Korea, but we don't have statues around here that we're propping up and, and, and trusting in to be our superpower. That, but are there things that we trust in that we have to prop up? Uh, we certainly have to prop up the dollar. It's, uh, you know, inflating away. We have to prop up the economy. We have to uh, prop up our appearances in front of people. Maybe, you know, help our aging skin and our aging hair and our aging muscles and our aging brains, I can speak of that. Uh, the things that we trust in in, our, in ourselves that are decaying from day to day, uh, the things in our society 
that are decaying, are decaying morals, are decaying um, military power of the West as, as it decays and melts away. 70 years, it's all, it's been just a little bit more than 70 years since the Second World War was won. And yet, you know, the, 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 the power structures are not permanent. The things you trust in for stability and for things that will, you can build on and build the good life on are inherently corrupt and, and collapsing. But God is different. So we have a choice. We can choose to trust in the dominant thing that everyone else around our trusts in and, and props up because it's a lot easier, because it's going with the flow, because it's, it's something that we don't have to stand against the tide. But there is no God like our God who calls the end from the beginning, who calls the name of the deliverer, who specifies the time frame, 70 years. And sure enough, from the time that Daniel was taken away as with the first wave of captives till Cyrus said, let them go, was 70 years. From uh, the time that um, the temple was, was uh, leveled to the ground till the temple was rebuilt, 70 years. These things that Jeremiah predicted to the day and then Daniel, as he predicts to the day, now not 70 years or even 200 years hence, but you know, more like um, some um, 70 times 360. I can't do that in my head that fast. My brain is decaying. But many, many hundreds of years to the day when Jesus would come riding on that donkey into Jerusalem from when the, the edict was gonna go forth to rebuild Jerusalem till then, to the day. Who else can give us that kind of specifics? Of course, when we talk about the specifics about our Lord Jesus Christ, now there are hundreds and the details of where he was born to how he would die and what would happen to his clothes and, and how he would be pierced and, and of course the resurrection. All these things that, that are not in the control and could not have known that we know are now fulfilled against all odds. But our God has told us what is coming. Our God has told us that there is a falling away of Christianity before the end comes. Our God has told us that the love of many will wax cold. People will lose their commitment, their passion, and that things will get really busy, kind of like the days of Noah. There's going to be a lot of focus on business, on, on, on uh, marriage and getting married and buying and selling. Uh, 
and there's going to be less focus in that there's going to be a world empire and there's going to be economic control over even our ability to buy and sell. And we've gone through, one would say, a trial in these past few years, but I would hope, my dear friend, that you recognize the gods of this world are not only shaken, but God's word is coming to pass before our very eyes in ways you would not have, I would not have, no one imagined two years ago. That things have changed so dramatically. What will it take for us to take God seriously, take his word seriously, to shake off the spiritual lethargy, to recognize that these other things are propped up idols that we need to maintain at our expense. And we, if we are stressed out and burdened and burnt out, it's because we are carrying the idols and we are not allowing the God who loves us to carry us as he has promised from the womb to the grave to do in this passage. That we are being stout-hearted, meaning uh, in this King James expression that we are being stubborn, resistant, not sensitive and tender-hearted like Josiah was in the scripture when he came across the scriptures were discovered and he recognized the prophecies the judgments where he stood and that in their own righteousness they were lost and God promises I will bring near my righteousness and my salvation will not tarry I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. We can trust in our own power to keep our lives safe, to keep our property safe, to keep our legacy safe. And unfortunately, we trust in our own power to be good enough our own righteousness, that was a stubbornness. These stubborn people that think they're good enough but are far from righteous. But God is saying, why are you carrying burdens you cannot bear? Weights that are crushing you. When I am willing and I stand here ready to carry you to provide righteousness through the blood of Jesus Christ, that you cannot, you cannot carry. Come, says Jesus, come unto me. All ye that labor 
and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, not stout-hearted, not proud, but I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. 